Welcome to the Michigan Film Vault, everyone, a podcast about movies uh, that were filmed in Michigan or, you know, reference Michigan in some way, or, you know, just uh, maybe talk about uh, Paskies, Patsies, Paskies. I, I've lived here my whole life. I don't remember how that word is pronounced. Pasties, Pasties I believe. Pasties. That's that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, which are delightful little uh, vegetable and meat uh, hand pies, essentially. Are they delightful? I mean, I think they're pretty good. Mm. Have you never had one? No, I don't. I, I mean, I've been vegetarian now for a long time, so I feel like they're hard to come by if you're... It's, if you're... it's harder, but not impossible. They have, like, root vegetable patsies, pasties. Pasties. Yeah, I don't know. They don't they don't sound as appealing to me. No, but... they're they're probably not as appealing. I've I had one for the first time. Uh this is probably going to um lose us some some audience members uh because we're admitting some uh, lack of Michigan bona fides, but uh <laughs> I had one for the first time probably 2 years ago, I think. Um like I said, lived here 30 years, if not more, and yeah, hadn't had hadn't had one before. Are they are they like a more of an upper peninsula thing or are they like Michigan like I lower think, upper? You know, I I think you're probably right in that they are more likely to be found uh the farther north you go. But, you know, it's a it's a fairly statewide concept, you know, if okay. you go to to a lot of areas. Yeah, we're 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 credible sources on this. We just we don't experience all the Michigan things. We can't possibly experience all the Michigan. No, there's at least five things, and I only have time for two things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. So, um, I'm Nick Noel, and I am joined today by my co-host Matt Giles. Yes. Hello, everyone. Um. And today, for some reason, and you picked this movie, so it is your fault. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be talking about Batman v Superman dawn of justice and the v is apparently very important uh as they made a point of having it be v superman and not versus superman for reasons clearly it stands for very important yeah batman Batman, very very important superman (laughs) dawn (laughs) of justice yeah see we got it um so this was you know filmed uh you know, I, I don't think the majority of the movie was filmed in Michigan, but substantial scenes were filmed in Michigan. It's not just a couple pickup shots. Um, so we feel justified in talking about it. Um, and, you know, it's it's such a current movie that people love so much that we're like, why not? So why did you you pick this movie? Why did you want to why did you want to explore it? I mean, I regretted picking this movie. <laughs> um, Have you not? Had you never seen it? Oh no, I'd seen it. Okay, okay. Uh, I, yeah. Oh, I've seen it. I remember actually when I first saw it, I didn't like because like by the time it came out, at, like I was you know seeing all the reviews and I mean seeing a lot of the hate uh, yeah. for the movie. Yeah. So I remember like kind of that initial, and this happens to me a lot, like that initial feeling after the movie, like I haven't really had time to think about it. So like you know all of the. <laughs> The, the gaps in logic and the problems with it kind of come to bear after you've had a little bit of thinking time on it. But sure, I sure. remember not hating it as much as everyone else did when, when I like right as I got out of the theater and then by like the next day, I completely agreed with um, <laughs> the hatred around it. But to answer your question, I wanted to, I picked this one because I thought that if we're doing this podcast, 
um, it's important to not just go with the movies that we like or that we're fans of. Like, I, I'm pretty sure we both aren't the biggest fans of this movie. And yeah. while it's, it's, you know, not always the most fun to talk about a movie that you don't really like that much. I would say it's more fun. It's less yeah. fun to watch a movie you don't like. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a better way of putting it. But I, yeah, I thought it was important, like, because that was one of the big movies. Like, as soon as it was announced that they were shooting, you know, they were basically making Gotham City um, out of Detroit. Yeah, I thought that you know it was cool. I was excited when they announced it, and then it's kind of an interesting evolution of the hatred of this movie because <laughs> people, people were people were pissed about. Um, Ben they were Affleck. not they were not happy at any like at any point during this entire production of this movie no one was happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody was like yay all the right choices are being made. I would argue though and you know there's there's not a lot of good things to say about this movie but of all of the 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 movie's problems and there are many yeah. I do not think that Ben Affleck is is one of them. I don't think he's yeah. a bad Bruce Wayne slash Batman. I liked the idea of, you know, even though it was never really like the, the, the 1989 Tim Burton Batman, like, yeah, it's Michael Keaton. So he's clearly an older Batman, but he's also just starting as Batman later in his life in that movie. Whereas here they went with the idea that like, he's been doing this for over 20 years um, and he's kind of, you know, He's older, a little bit wiser, and he's kind of jaded, I think, a bit, which mm -hmm. I liked that approach, and I thought that Ben Affleck did a good job kind of bringing that to the character. So, you know, again, he's not the problem with this movie. Everything else with the movie <laughs> is kind of a misstep. I would argue that the one other kind of, like, thing it has going for it, and this is just personal taste, is that I've for a long time, like, you know, especially with Chris Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and the way they talked about Gotham and if it's beyond saving, I yeah. did see a lot of, you know, I'm not, I'm not offering any opinion on this, but I just kind of objectively saw a lot of parallels between like some of the arguments that we've seen for and against Detroit. So I thought, mm -hmm. okay, like Detroit is kind of like a good real world, um, example or or setting for if you're going to do gotham city like there's a lot of parallels to be drawn there so yeah i thought that it was wise that they decided to shoot um a lot of detroit as gotham city but uh, what did you think um yeah i think that's a that's a good point in terms of um finding like a, a vibe of a city you know up until recently detroit was kind of viewed and i think we've talked about this uh, before but Detroit was kind of viewed as this dying uh, urban area and there's shown some revitalization over the past I don't know five to ten years something like that mm -hmm. um, and you know so that to where you know people are saying Detroit, Detroit's back you know and and that's uh, also debatable depending on who you ask but um, you know it's it's interesting how I would say I appreciate the effort, but I don't, or the, the thought, but I don't think the tone actually makes it into the film in terms of, it doesn't seem like a theme they actually hit on, you know, the idea of dying Gotham yeah. um, or Gotham gone to ruin and, and Batman. Um, 
being, uh, you know, kind of waging an, an unwinnable war in some respects. Like, I think they really, if that's the, the tone they were going for, it doesn't really come across. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I and I, I mean, I could be, I could be wrong on this, but it was interesting because I, I think, you know, you're supposed to see an evolution of, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman, like from beginning to end of the movie. But I did, I remember like that line that he says to, to Alfred, um, about like if there's even you know a one percent chance or something like that of oh, yeah. be, like we have <laughs> yeah. to take it as an absolute threat and I like in my mind I just instantly went to and I'm not trying to get political but I just instantly went to like all of the you know <laughs> stupid debates about like you know like, immigration and stuff uh-huh. like that like about how Trump views people from other countries and like you know i could see him saying something like that he probably well, has said something like that and it's just like yeah like what are we like what is this movie trying to say because that's a very mm-hmm. like strong statement but then by the end of it he kind of you know he goes back on that and realizes that superman is is here to help but i just thought that that was kind of i don't know for doing what they were trying to do it just still felt out of character like yeah, so that that kind of notion actually harkens back to the Bush administration, um, as they literally had a one percent doctrine, where yeah. if they if they believe that there's a you know the credit the threat is credible to one percent, they have to treat it like it's a hundred percent. You know, this is a post nine eleven mentality, and also a very Frank Millery kind of sentiment. Although his um, The Dark Knight Returns came out, you know, decades before the Bush administration. Um, it is very much a uh, pseudo-fascist kind of Batman um, mentality. Although I think the the comic more sets it up that that Superman's the fascist and Batman is the scrappy um, rebel trying to take him down um, or yeah. take everybody down. Really, um, it's been a while since I've read that comic, but it is it is a very like. Um, dark obviously and and uh you know gritty and and like very much one man against the world kind of thing that you can see is happening in this movie to some extent but they're still trying to make it like not as dark as that comic got yeah and i should uh i should clarify too that when i say like stupid debates about immigration i mean that i'm tired of this kind of mentality around it that like one no i know equals, i know yeah like like it's just like no we all know it, you want to build the wall matt we yeah, get yeah, it exactly, we've, yeah. we've heard you say that over and over again yeah yeah uh no it's just like and to see it in a movie like this it just like again it feels out of place and it doesn't i don't know it doesn't feel batman-esque to me it feels like a very like kind of anti- batman sentiment but again i don't have you know well, i haven't read all the comics or, or anything like that so to your point like that might actually be like what he's supposed to be exemplifying but it just felt just very wrong i guess yeah and you you see it you see this kind of um mentality in some of the the comic books and some of the cartoons even although not the the you know the 90s batman the animated series that people of our generation uh, hold in our hearts like a tiny little treasure. Um, at least I do. Um, oh, I do too. It, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is a tiny little treasure. Um, but this idea of Batman, like if he gets 
if he goes too far, he's essentially, you know, an authoritarian, you know, kind of fascist person where, you know, he doesn't value as much um, the rule of law, you know, he, yeah, as you know, where, where that's why in a lot of ways, Superman and him are seen as, as two sides of the same coin or op, or in opposition to each other. Cause uh, Superman, uh, you know, is upholding um, law and justice and, you know, what is it? What's the, what was the old, Superman show truth justice in the American way was that yeah, I think that yeah, was their yeah. tagline when George Reeve was was Superman um also and, played by Ben Affleck and yeah uh, <laughs> yeah isn't that crazy I find yeah. that so crazy yeah. um but uh point being that um you know he is portrayed as this like you know in some respects like kind of mentally unstable uh person where where Superman is is very you know he, he Superman often comes across as like kind of vanilla and plain and boring, um, and you know there's a lot of interesting interplay you know when you look at their two lives you know I don't know if I've if I've read a comic where they explicitly talk about this but there is it is interesting how their uh, real lives you know like Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne and he's he puts on a costume in order to become Batman. Superman is Superman. He puts on a costume to become Clark Kent, you know? So like there's that mentality. And then also the, uh, the dual nature of Superman is all powerful when he's who he is. Um, but in the, our everyday world, you know, he's a low level journalist, um, you know, someone who uh, has no inherent power, you know, it's all soft power or, or all, um, you know, implied power, I guess, even in, in, in some respects, whereas Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne is one of the most powerful men alive, just who he is. And when he becomes Batman, he's the least, one of the least powered superheroes. He doesn't actually have any powers. Yeah. It's all his, I mean, he says in justice wealth. league, his, his power is that he's rich, which yeah. is like, you know, you know, them trying to be funny. Yeah. A very Tony Stark line. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, to your point, your earlier point about like, you know, the, I think kind of what you were getting at was that this movie, like you can understand the, like the ideas or what they were going for, but kind of the execution of it doesn't really pay off. Like if you go back to, to man of steel, like, I think a lot of what they tried to do with Ben Affleck's Batman and this is make him kind of the, the representative of you know, the casualties of the destruction porn of Man of Steel. So, like, that's why the movie starts with, like, kind of the ending of Man of Steel, but from the perspective of people who were on the ground watching these buildings collapse and people who left in buildings. So, like, I understand that, and that was a problem for me, too, like, when I saw Man of Steel originally. Mm -hmm. Like, again, going back to the 1989 Batman, like, all the superhero movies these days, um, kind of been thankfully it's kind of lessened in the last few years and the last few movies as far as the destruction porn aspect but it's like i go back to the 1989 batman and it's like you know the whole showdown with him and the joker take place like in one street of gotham and the batwing crashes in front of a church it's like if that were made today it would be 
like a CGI <laughs> batwing smashing into a bunch of buildings that would all collapse and like half the city would be destroyed and it's like you remember like when it was just you know i sound like an old man now but like when it was just <laughs> simpler like it just yeah, took yeah. place on one street and like you had one street worth well of damage <laughs> you know i think i think in some ways you know the the increased uh, availability of computer generated graphics have allowed us to tell much more epic stories but they also it sometimes gets away from us yeah um in that like because you can do something doesn't mean you necessarily should and i remember the criticisms of man of steel of like wait superman probably killed thousands of people to fight this one guy you know like regardless of how dangerous that man was like it's so outside of his character to participate in in something like that you know um now obviously you know in and and I also didn't read this comic, unfortunately, but I remember when it came out, um, when Death of Superman came out, I think him fighting Doomsday is kind of a big, you know, city leveling event. But um, I would say those instances where Superman participates even unwillingly in the, you know, destruction of innocence uh, or destruction of, of, you know, property and, you know, the loss of innocent life is, is very rare. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too, like as far as like what this movie kind of has going against it, I can't remember who I, I heard say this, but it's, it's a, it's a very true thing is that, you know, and I'm not trying to piss off uh comic book fans. Here, I am. Like, I want to piss them off. <laughs> in, in the movies. There's such a reasonable lot. Yeah. In the movies, like Su- Superman is not an interesting enough character mm-hmm. to, balance a whole franchise on so you know you think about it this is technically supposed to be a sequel to man of steel yet the only way that they could justify it was bringing batman in like the studio i think even you know i think they said in in some degree in no uncertain terms that like we're not like clearly superman on his own isn't interesting enough for audiences but batman's still popular so like we need to do something along those lines and so it's a weird movie like where like it's supposed to be a Superman movie, but it's not, it's like they, they kind of evenly balance them out. But I would say that Batman is more at the, at the forefront. Yeah. You know, I, I would say like an interesting tech they could have done is, is because Superman, you know, and I've, I remember reading this a long time ago, but the interesting stories about Superman are not what he does, but what he's unable to do. Mm-hmm. So Superman is all powerful, but he's not, he's, what is it? Omnipotent, but he's not omnipresent. So <laughs> yeah. he can't, um, omnipotent, omnipotent, yeah. omnipotent, whatever. So he's all powerful, but he's not, you know, he can't be everywhere at once. So the things that are interesting is when he fails, like when yeah. he can't, you know, he has to save people in an earthquake and he can't go save people in a tsunami. You know, it's not fighting Lex Luthor because, you know super it's it's so rare for superman to actually be in danger um which so, they try and do in this movie with the with the whole like you know batman having a special suit and the kryptonite thing which i know is something that's been like explored in comics and other things yeah. before but it just I don't, and, like it, they don't make superman interesting in this movie to your point like it, he even the things that he fails at, like there is a moment like, um, you know, uh, with Holly Hunter's character where, you know, she, 
she meets her demise, um, as yeah. well as many other casualties. Which again, uh, a very fuzzy like point that they're trying to make in that in that in that scene. You know, I, I know where you're going with this, I think, but like just not well done, like yeah. at all. Yeah, it's like maybe a good idea, maybe, but is it pulled off? Well, no, and I, I, I think you, you're talking. I'm sorry, I, I over, I, I, I cut you off, but and I did it just now. Uh, but you're talking about when you know they blow up basically the the Capitol building or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know Superman's there, and he's the only one who survives, and he kind of blames himself, but yeah. not like a lot. You know, yeah, like maybe kind of like, a line well, of it. it, like just one more thing. And yeah. Yeah. It's just there's Superman all, is a very Charlie Brown like, character in this. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of like the I remember like you see the spray painted like false god and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. and it's just like I don't know what this movie is trying to be. Like it's try like I think it wants to be like this really dark and gritty like comic book movie, but it the way it, like the kind of finished product is it's just punishment. Like for yeah, those watching yeah. it, for those in it. Like, even down to, I, I can't believe it, like, I hate the score of this movie, the low, like, it's just like someone's trying to uh, almost, like, recreate the Jaws theme, but, like, on a on the piano in, like, the lowest key possible, just hitting, like, clanging on, like, those two <laughs> piano keys, mm-hmm. like, to go for the simplicity, it's like what what are we what are we doing here like why why is this what you chose to go with yeah exactly you know i think it would have been there's you know just to just to like play off what you were talking about like just the inconsistencies in tone in some respects and like not knowing who to focus on or what this story is even about and using characters in ways that seem really weird, you know, like, you know, the classic, um, you know, example of like just bad writing in this is, you know, the famous Martha scene where Batman realizes that Superman's mom is named Martha too. And that causes him to have like a a crisis and, and stop trying to kill Superman basically. And it's that's so right there. Yeah. It's so, madly what's the like inelegantly done like superman's about to die and he says save martha and he's just like why would you say save martha man that's your mom like nobody calls their mom by their first name when they're about to die like what are you doing yeah like it's so it like just clunky like well we gotta get him away to say martha at some point so here we go yeah it's it's just, yeah, a lot of misconstrued ideas in this. Um, I think that when they try it, when they, when it was first announced they were doing Man of Steel and like, yes, it was Zack Snyder. So everyone was kind of like, eh. but then you saw. Well, there's some people who are, di- who are ride or die Snyder guys, you know? Yeah. Like. Well, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> um, uh, but the, um, but when you saw that Chris Nolan was going to be involved, like as a, even as an executive producer, not as like a director, but yeah, um, you, you kind of had faith because this was like, they realized the success of the dark Knight trilogy. So then they were trying to do like a, a sadder 
<laughs> that's essentially what it was like a sadder version of mm-hmm. Superman. Um, and then we got man of steel as a result, which is again, not great. And then I think they decided to double down on it with this movie and just like, again, like even that, like that moment that you're talking about, like, it just feels punishing. It's like, why are we, like both characters are punishing one another Superman is yeah. trying to convince Batman that they need to work together and he's just not listening. And it's like, yeah. I, and it's, but it's so boring to watch him not listen. Like, yeah. Like this epic fight scene is just so frustratingly boring. Yeah. Like I don't care. And like the times when like, you know, Superman's going to win or Batman's like, who cares? Like, and then, and then the, so it's like what, like a 20, 25 minute fight scene between these two guys. Yeah, and there's and still then like they an go hour on, left of the movie. Yeah, there's a fucking hour in a movie <laughs> called Batman v Superman. The fight between Batman and Superman is not the climax. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and you've got, don't forget, you've got, you know, we got to squeeze in Wonder Woman too, which again, Gail Gadot is like, you know, arguably one of the, the better parts of this movie. Um, yeah. But she doesn't get to do a lot. No. Uh, but, and again, I, uh, you know, going, tying it back into Detroit, I like, um, you know the 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 train station being um the 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 setting for the the conflict between um batman and superman like yeah all- but even then it's like mostly green screen and yeah, it looks yeah. terrible yeah um it's all like gross like gold and and red and oranges and it just yeah it doesn't it it doesn't look real there's no sense of stakes because obviously nothing real is happening like yeah. It, like it, it looks like they're on a barren wasteland and they're supposed to be on the edge of a you know thriving city or at least inhabited city and it, it looks like they're on mars <laughs> yeah and it's again it, that's like i don't know that's that's zach snyder's mo apparently like he's going for these yeah. gritty comic book vibes but has no idea seemingly how to pull it off in a way that's actually interesting yeah he has um done a well constructed or directed movie since dawn of the dead like yeah you know i know everybody like loved 300 when it came out and i did too but in like rethinking about it it's such a piece of trash it is just a trash movie (laughs) yeah yeah i would i would i would agree with you uh dawn of the dead the remake like he did he did some interesting things with that movie yeah it's like real people in a real place having but real I, problems it, yeah but i, <laughs> I mean think zombies aren't real get... but they're dealing with it as if it were sure and they seem to be in genuine peril yeah and i i would argue there you know because uh, you know i have no problem hating on Zack snyder but he didn't deserve full <laughs> credit for that because he's remaking a george romero movie that was like nearly perfect uh so yeah he took he he changed some things but you know you've seen yeah. the movies that he's done like yeah they're based on um comic books and other things but like he actually had a full-on movie to to work with with dawn of the dead and, you know it's 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 a similar thing that that kind of happened to robert zemeckis where he started caring more about pushing the technology than telling a story yeah except that it happened to Zack snyder so much earlier <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like second movie like oh fuck this let's do it you know yeah and there's i don't know the, the other thing i want to mention and i feel like i can credibly say this because uh <laughs> I've, I've met jesse eisenberg uh Ooh. In, per, in person name name dropping huh yeah <laughs> and 
he he was. Yeah, I didn't know you and Jesse Eisenberg were best friends. Yeah, uh, no, I feel he, bad that we're shitting on his movie now. Yeah, no, no, no. He uh, he, and I should say for the record, he was never rude or anything like that to me. But like, I've just never liked Jesse Eisenberg in movies. <laughs> and meeting oh, him be in person made me like him even less. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and so, and he, my God, his Lex Luthor is like the most punishing for me in this movie. Yeah. I cannot stand his like inflections in his voice like oh you would not want to pick a fight with this man <laughs> like just everything about him i'm just like shut the fuck up god like, the, yeah, when, oh. when i was watching it, it it was literally like okay so they wanted to have the joker but we'd done the joker too many times so they turned lex, lex luther into the joker yeah like, pretty much you know the way he's you know unhinged the way he his cadence, his mannerisms are all, you know, much more closer to Batman villains, you know, like, uh, like, you know, Scarecrow or the Joker or something like that. Um, and, but he, that's not who Lex Luthor is. Like, yeah. he's not, he's, he's calculating, like, and he's not, he's not out to, you know, screw over Superman. He, you know, he hates Superman because he uh, basically because it gives him an inferiority complex. At least that was my <laughs> understanding. Like he wants to prove to Superman that humans are better than him. So or at least that's some interpretations. And this just looks like, I, I literally don't know what the motivation is. Yeah. And aren't we supposed to like gather from like his, his facing off, like with, with Superman on the, on the rooftop and telling him like, if he doesn't fight Batman, that his mother is going to be killed. Like, are we supposed to gather then that the entire movie like has been all part of like Lex Luthor's plan? Because again, that makes no sense. Um, yeah. like, the whole thing is just wanting them to face off and, and I, pin them against one another. And that th there's no, uh, it just, and it's, it's so, I was just, I just thought of this. Like it's so painful that a plot point is he needs to kill a Senator because she won't approve a like, him bringing in something into the country. He want to prove like the like impound, whatever it is. I don't even remember what like the exact wording is, but he needs to get approval to bring this material into the country and they won't give it to him. And it's just like, he's a fucking super villain. What do you mean? He's getting paperwork. What are you talking about? Like he just yeah. puts it on a plane and he brings it in. He's got private jets. Nobody checks that shit. Like you can just bring it in. Yeah. And you know, he, he, uh, you know, urinates in a in a jar and leaves it for Holly yeah, Hunter like right a before real, she does. Like a yeah. real thing that Lex Luthor would do. Like just yeah. being gross. Just like, being the grossest. There's right there. That's a good way of describing this movie. It's like a jar of urine that you know you you think you you look at and you think might be juice, but then you realize just like no, it's absolute it's, garbage. It's ironic that the movie came up with the way to describe the movie. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I, I I will say I I need to uh, if if we're if we're talking setups and payoffs a few episodes ago I mentioned this and so I I feel like I need to to pay it off here now that we're talking about it but again minor thing that I enjoy in this movie is Kevin Costner's cameo uh, when he when him yeah like, it, it doesn't it makes no sense really like it's just kind of randomly thrown in there yeah but, they're like well we got to get Kevin Costner in here yeah why. 
but said no movie ever yeah but i i don't know what it is like any movie that i see kevin costner and again like he's just i don't know like he's i think he's a he of the many things that are wrong with these superman movies i think casting him as pa kent yeah. was one of the better decisions and i mean i would say the to even i i i'm sorry i keep cutting you off but like the cast of this movie isn't the problem yeah exactly except yeah. for except I would even say fine with Jesse Eisenberg if they if they tone it down and have him be weird, cold, calculating Jesse Eisenberg. Fine. You know, I don't have a super problem with that, but I would have like, you know, originally it was going to be Brian Cranston and I think that probably would have been better. Yeah. It just I feel I feel like it would have veered a little bit like Brian Cranston's skilled enough to where it probably wouldn't have, but like I feel like it might have been too compared to uh, Breaking Walter, Bad. Yeah, yeah, Walter White. Like, especially even down to like you know him being bald by the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, which is another stupid thing that they um, <laughs> in there. Um, like, no, I I really yeah. I liked uh, I liked the scene. You know, the little bit of dialogue that uh, Henry Cavill and Kevin Costner get to have. Yeah, yeah. And you know him saying, "I miss you, Dad." Um, like anything again father son gets me uh like instantly pulls on the heartstrings but i don't know what it is about kevin costner but he just kind of fits perfectly into that similarly in man of steel when um you know he says uh you know like you are my son and then gives clark a hug like i'm instantly in tears in that moment like yeah he just does it he plays a dad, a grizzled, like wise dad, just so well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I liked his his little cameo in this, and that's that's about the extent you know, of my liking I, of this movie. You can see the beats that the screenwriters are trying to hit in terms of mirroring, you know, Man of Steel. There, in my recollection of Man of Steel, there's a part where you know Superman talks with his you know biological father in a kind of crazy superman spaceship thing yeah um and i believe that his his projection of his father you know an image of his father and he's supposed and i believe that this is probably mirroring that but it's just it's too much stuff you know it's too much things happening you know like dc was you know to talk about it in a in a meta 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 way like DC and and Warner Brothers are so obviously trying to catch up with Marvel that, you know, what, it took them six years to get to their Justice League, Uh, you know, a thing that took Marvel, what, like 12, like eight, nine, 10, like, and, you know, probably, probably almost twice as long, or at least several years longer, and definitely like six movies more something i don't exactly remember but we definitely had i was told there'd be no math (laughs) we'd had at least one thor movie right we'd had two hulk movies we'd had two iron man movies yeah one captain america movie before the avengers came out and this we've had a superman movie and then we're like well let's do the bridge to the justice league yeah they, yeah, um, and I would say too, not to get too far off track, that DC has um, taken an interesting uh, direction lately of like abandoning that idea. But this is like you know yeah. pre recent movies. This was again them trying to uh, to get to you know their their Avengers, aka the Justice League, which. Yeah. That movie has been on a lot lately, and I know we're we're focusing on uh, Batman v Superman, but I just need to say for the record that 
um, re-watching some of Justice League after having seen like Avengers Infinity War and, and Avengers Endgame, it is the lowest stakes version <laughs> of Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Like essentially, uh, um, what's why am I drawing a black? Who's the who's the bad guy in Justice League? Yeah, you remember. know what I I don't remember his name and it doesn't matter exactly no, it's it's, yeah. it's dark side right no it's no, not dark no, no. side it's <laughs> no. it should be dark side but they're like oh that's our thanos or yeah. you know, more accurately thanos yeah is their he's, dark side. he's like he's a he's a low stakes thanos what is his fucking name it's something stupid yeah um, i uh i just know anyway, they're, they're after like instead of infinity stones they're called mother boxes which is just the dumbest fucking <laughs> and i know that's from the comics too so again Anyone who has a problem with me saying Steppenwolf, like just you know, it's a dumb name, Mother Boxes. Yeah, um, Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah, Steppenwolf. You know that yeah. guy that everybody knows and and was aching to be on the screen. Yeah. Like, oh man. Oh, once they the get all the get is... my favorite my my favorite superheroes coming together and finally facing off against this guy that we've totally heard about and known and anticipated, Steppenwolf. Yeah. I, was, I think he's named and... after a theater company. Instead of doubling down, they try, I think, anyways, they try and, I guess, triple down on the whole, like, apologizing for their, you know, not paying attention to the uh, the, the, the civilians um, like the Marvel movies had done uh, so well. And they have one, like, what is it, Russian family, something like that? In, in Justice League? Yeah. In Justice League, and they keep focusing on this one family and literally no one else in this area is really seen like Superman saves a whole building full of civilians and a bit of like visual comedy, but you don't see any of those people. They're, they're faceless individuals. And it's just like, like, again, that, that movie, like it just is a continuation of all the problems of mm -hmm. this movie. Just like this movie is a continuation of all the problems of uh, man of steel. I find it so frustrating because in a, the DC superheroes, you know, like they're, they have the two most iconic superheroes in the world, you know, the best known Batman, Superman, like, mm -hmm. you know, and they so are, they're the archetypes of what superheroes are. You know, it's the average, it's the, the man who becomes a superhero. It's the, you know, uh, supered being who, who seeks out, you know, who does good in the world. You know, like these, yes, like things are, there are variations in that, but essentially those are the two archetypes that all superheroes kind of come from. Um, and you get into Shades of Grey and stuff later, but, you know, they're the branches um, where things branch off from. Anyway, point being, um, and they have good stories. They have, they have the fucking Green Lantern Corps, which is the fucking coolest goddamn idea ever like a intergalactic police that use like that can manifest objects using their imagination. Like what? That's amazing. That's so cool. And it is so inelegantly executed <laughs> as to like be baffling, <laughs> you know? Well, well, you know, and the, and the whole thing is like, again, you can't help but compare these movies to what Marvel has done successful yeah. like even even if you didn't like all the marvel movies or if you hate comic book movies you cannot argue that we're marvel talking to you not, martin scorsese 
Yeah, you cannot argue that Marvel hasn't figured out like a, a way How of being successful, it. and yeah. they they know their products, they know what they're doing, and you look at like to your point about this being Batman and Superman. They, I don't know what the status of Iron Man and Captain America was before these movies it, it came wasn't out. Like bad. I knew, like they yeah, were very like I, much I, second tier. Yeah, and yet they have made like for me one of the biggest um, payoffs and things in in uh, Avengers Endgame was seeing how they were going to resolve the fallout between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers because like I had they had successfully at least with me gotten me to care about these characters and their relationships and their friendship to the point where it was just like as soon as you know in endgame tony yeah. stark shows up at the at the facility and you know they they shake hands and he says turns out resentment is corrosive it's like oh my god like i've been waiting for this i don't care you know if there are criticisms about this essentially being one long tv show full of melodrama like it's working for me and, and it does something that this movie fails on every level and, to do and it's so impressive that those two characters by their nature are unrelatable exactly that is the that is the thing that drives them as characters captain america is a man out of time he can't relate to his environment he is you know unstuck from his from where from what everything he finds natural tony hark is an asshole alcoholic billionaire like <laughs> nobody likes him like yeah. that's the point of, of iron man that's the deviation he has with batman or else essentially he's the same character in a lot of ways, but that he's a dick. Like, yeah. um, you know, and that's something that the Marvel characters do really well. And I, I imagine DC has characters similar, but like, you know, they let their heroes be assholes and they let yeah. them be real people. You know, that's probably why in some ways the Batman and Superman movies don't always work as studies of those characters. They're always studies of the environment around them yeah. or, or forces because they're in so many ways blank slates uh at least on film um yeah and i think that even like I, and i'm i'm going to say this now too i am not uh by any stretch of the imagination a big gamer nor do i have like the knowledge that many do about certain video games but i will say that i i got hooked um into both uh injustice and injustice 2 uh okay. the, the the video games and the the storyline there like they actually figured out even though it wasn't the point necessarily of the video game they figured out a way to put batman and superman at odds with one another in in kind of like a justifiable and understandable way without getting too much into the weeds on it basically uh um superman is tricked by the joker uh into murdering lois lane and Ooh. then he finds out after he he kills Lois that she was pregnant with their kid, and so is this very... that this is that fighting game movie? Yeah, or that fight, fighting yeah. game. Yeah, but like they if have you play this the much story backstory. Line, okay, okay. Yeah, if you play the storyline, this is kind of like the setup for everything. I forgot those have storylines. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> um, and so Superman basically goes insane and loses his mind, and Batman is one of the few heroes that stood up to him and is kind of now on the fringes of society because Superman has created like this, you know, essentially like dictatorship, like rule of law yeah, yeah. Um, kind of thing. And Batman is like correctly portrayed as being what he always was, which is a vigilante. Um, and again, like the whole, 
you know, point of that game is not Batman versus Superman, but it gives a reason behind them having a conflict that you can understand. That whereas, this this movie is it 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 postulates one, but it is not in any way you don't care about it. You know exactly, and I yeah. find it um, unsatisfying. I guess you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. The whole thing is is unsatisfying, and then you know, like by the end of it, like they actually they actually kill Superman, and I feel nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I I just like, and, and it's just like they haven't done Justice League yet. Of course he's not dead. You know, yeah. like nobody cares. Yeah, and and it's unlike any time like when they. To a certain extent, you know, when characters die in the Marvel universe, you know, you know they're probably going to come back. But you know, when Groot died, I was I was sad. And granted, yeah. he did they he did actually die. Like the new Groot's actually his kid. But still, you know, like when I remember people like weeping when Spider Man died in uh, Infinity War, and we're just like, there's going to be another Spider Man movie. Like he's definitely coming back. But it's still was impactful to a lot of people i have a cold dead heart so i didn't care but others did <laughs> oh i mean as soon as w- the same thing like seeing the most uh recent spider-man movie um you know which is it takes place after endgame anytime there were images of tony stark anywhere you know mm-hmm. people in the audience are cheering because and like you know that's been argued against and debated because it's like you know people don't realize that these are just movies like you know robert downey jr is alive and well and fine um but like it speaks to people's investment in those movies because again marvel has figured out a way to make you care whereas these movies uh up until this point uh in the dc franchise had not figured out a way to do that yeah and uh still haven't yeah, um, well, I would argue Wonder that, Woman. Wonder Woman, they did. Wonder Woman was good. When Chris I Pine's actually, character dies, you care. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed uh, Shazam. I thought that was like kind of a delightful Shazam. No, you're right. I did enjoy it. I mean, yeah. that's a standalone movie. I wouldn't call it a great movie, and it suffers the same that a lot of almost nearly all superhero movies is that it's got a suffers from. It's got a bad villain. Uh, you know, just not uh, just like a a blah, like boring, who cares kind of villain. But you know, I thought everybody, I thought that was fun at least. You know, yeah. it was nice to like watch a movie that DC did and like not feel like you're being punished for something. Yeah, and that's again like th- that's why I say like up until this point because now seemingly what DC is doing is they're abandoning the whole like let's tie everything together and they're treating it more like you know actual comic book series where like you can have like you know there's there's this like issue or these many issues of this specific like batman story from this writer and then we're we're gonna at the same time have these other stories about batman from this batman writer and like so they're doing like you've got shazam which is supposed that like it's it's a dc property but then you've also got the recent uh joker movie that came out with joaquin phoenix and it's Uh still a DC movie, but they're not trying to connect them anymore. They're just like, let's do these, you know, one-offs or these like separate storylines that we're not going to try and, you know, put together at the end of it. Because I think hopefully they're realizing that like, they're not good at that stuff. Um, Um, Yeah, exactly. Um, They need to recognize that they are where Marvel was, you know, 20 years ago. Exactly. Um, and just accept that and then figure out their cohesive story as they're 
as they're developing directors, as they're they're figuring out which storylines they want to do, you know, let let that happen more naturally. I um, should say too that the 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 other thing that DC does have going for it that kind of gets short shrift, and I'm by no means saying that these shows are exceptional, but the the CW Arrowverse shows, as they're as they're known, like. Mm-hmm. They're doing, you know, the sh- again, the shows are not perfect and some of them have declined in quality. But as far as like bringing everyone yeah. together, like this whole announcement of the crisis on infinite earths and all the, the people that they're bringing mm-hmm. back for that, like every crossover with the exception of like one or two that they've done, I've watched and they've done that exceptionally well. Like, like the, the way that they get all the characters together, they actually have... Um, you know, like Supergirl has become my kind of favorite of uh, of the the DC heroes uh, uh-huh. because of the shows and the Superman that they introduced on that show is you know he's not great but he's still interesting. He's more interesting than what Henry Cavill is able to do in these well, movies. Well, with those ones, they did a smart thing by removing the like the the 300 pound gorillas you know they they took out superman and batman from being main characters in those movies so it's all the you know second tier characters to some extent you know it's argue you you could make a you could make a, an argument that the flash isn't second tier but i'm going to you know when you're comparing it to batman and superman he's a tier down yeah, exactly. um, just like they did with Marvel. Like yeah. Iron Man was considered what, you, like you said, second tier, maybe even third tier. Um, yeah, they like what exactly? Like he was, yeah, definitely. Like Captain America, Thor, like all these characters, like you know, had been kind of taken over by essentially the X Men. You know, like X Men were X Men and Spider Man. Like those characters were the the staple Marvel characters, and that's why they made movies of them first. You know, yeah. But um, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the, the Arrowverse real quick because I had watched that. I've seen almost all the shows to some extent. Um, and I did enjoy it. I just found it overwhelming yeah. at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, like there's too much and I got too far behind. And I'm just like, at this point, I would need to watch literally eight seasons of television from like the five different shows that are on there. And, and then watch them in the right order so that you can uh, see all the crossover stuff. And it's just like, I don't have enough time. I'm not going to do it. I will say that I gave up on uh, the, I, I watched, I watched the first uh, four, four and a half. I got through half of season five of Arrow before I quit. And Arrow was the one like, cause I, I, um, people were always like, why do you like Green Arrow? But I just, I that thought first Green fucking Ar- season of Arrow is amazing. Yeah, so like the legitimately season. the second season is fine you know i watched probably <laughs> i watched probably four seasons of it but yeah. that first one like i found to be incredible like legitimately and they quickly got away from like the dark you know i'm actually killing people thing but yeah uh well, i still and then thought it was great the, the first season of the flash was great the first season of supergirl was great um i did watch the pilot last weekend for batwoman which was not great i think all of the shows up until that point had had kind of interesting did you um, watch pilots but yeah, did you batwoman watch um what is it legends or legends of tomorrow yeah, yeah. i watched uh, the first season of that and i thought that the show didn't know what it wanted to be and i guess that kind of continued through the next few seasons but now people are arguing that it's like one the of next the most... few seasons oh my yeah, okay yeah i just i'm just you know 
Yeah, that must it's show now, like, like four or five people are saying that it's become like kind of a fun time travel, like crazy sure. ass show. But um, again, like I was, I was hearing that too. Like I heard that around like maybe season two or something and it started to get fun. Um, but I'm just like, I don't want to slog through, you know, 20 episodes of television to get to where it's fun. So yeah, well, I'm just like, no, thanks. That's the thing though, is like, I stopped like with all the shows last year and I still watched the crossover, um, from, from last year, the, the Elseworlds one where, um, uh, Barry and Oliver switch identities. So Oliver what? now okay. has the powers of the flash. And, uh, see, that know, sounds cool. And it like, it was it was great, and you I didn't need like there was I think there was some like setup in in previous episodes on all the shows, but the the crossover like I didn't need to know anything else that had been going on at that point. Like they bring Supergirl into it; she's one of the only people that know who they really are because you know again it's like, like a body swap thing. So Oliver is now um, with uh, uh, Iris um, and. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, vice versa, but, and none of the other characters know that, like, that they were supposed to be like the reverse, um, except for Supergirl. Um, so like, it's, (laughs) it's a fun, it's a fun thing. So I'm planning on doing the same thing this year, even though they've said like most of each of the seasons for this crossover are going to be like heavily setting up the crisis on infinite earth storyline. It's just like, uh, it'll probably be little Easter eggs here and there, but, um, but yeah. you know, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll still be able to watch the crossover and enjoy. Okay, it, so. well that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Well, um, I I wanted to mention again the the to end on the Michigan connection, <laughs> um, since that is ostensibly what this is about. I don't know. I don't know if you knew this, but also this was a show about Batman versus Superman, not about. Uh, the general DC universe, but but see, I uh, think it was a show about how uninteresting Batman v Superman is. So we took it in different directions to make it more. That's probably true. That's yeah. true. So so to end on this, something I did uh, find compelling um, is that uh, part of this movie was shot at the Broad Art Museum, and the reason I find it compelling is that I was I've been there. That's it. Like <laughs> that's why I liked it. It's like oh, I've been on those stairs. Ben Affleck walked down those stairs. Cool. Like. Yeah. And, you know, it's a cool building. Um, I don't, I, is that, is it supposed to be Lex Luthor's house though? I don't, I have no it's idea. It's very unclear because if it's supposed to be his house, it's ridiculous. It's not a, it's not a house, you know, it's <laughs> obviously a museum. There's giant glass windows. The stairs make no sense. Uh, there's a server room. So maybe it's just supposed to be a venue. And if that's the case, I don't know. They did a good job. It looked it looked cool. Um, the first time I watched it, I didn't really notice. I was I don't know if I'd been at the art museum that much, um, so I didn't really notice it. But this time, like it was very apparent that it was all shot in the in the road, because I thought it had just been like one or two pickup shots outside or something. But but they did the whole the whole uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, subterfuge Lex Luthor you know dinner party or whatever gala thing um at there and it was it was pretty cool so we so let's 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 tally it up then so we both like some of the locations in it i like kevin costner's scene one of them (laughs) yeah i like kevin costner's scene uh (laughs) is that kevin costner is at least as compelling as a building 
Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, yeah, and I think you would take that as a compliment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anything else that you that you liked about this movie? Um, no. I wish I could. I wish I could say there was something else. I probably would have said something else before I rewatched it. But having <laughs> rewatched it, it's 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 just a collection of scenes. Yeah, like my, I've heard Lauren, that the extended version is better, and I cannot bring myself to watch the extended version. Yeah, because you know why? It's longer. <laughs> like, it's already a two and a half hour fucking movie. Yeah, and it's oh. like the people are arguing now for the release of the supposed uh, Zack Snyder director's cut of, of Justice real. League. Yeah, and I'm like, cool, because we need that movie to be longer. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Lauren, uh, my wife, um, likes the uh, Ben Affleck um, CrossFit scene, not for you know uh, titillating reasons, but just because she finds it hilarious. <laughs> like him, like pulling tires and like hitting it with a sledgehammer, and it's just like, yeah, I'm so jacked now. I can totally beat up Superman. Yeah, it's like I don't care how much you work out, Batman. Like he's he's a man of living steel. Like I think the whole gonna... thing is supposed to be like he, so he can actually move around in his in his suit to fight. Uh, I Superman. mean, again, maybe, but then yet again, a connection they have barely implied and not put any time into. Exactly, yeah. and also like working out for a day doesn't make you like super strong. Like, like I don't think that workout like made the difference believe me i have found that out the hard way i was like wait working out for a day i didn't instantly lose all these pounds i need to lose (laughs) what i I thought but i saw it in batman v superman and it worked why won't it work for me uh just another life lesson we can learn from batman v superman yeah um and i think with that uh i think we can wrap it up right we've raved about this raved not raved uh Raged, raged, ranted, uh, regicided about this movie uh, for a good hour now. Um, Anything you want to say with with parting thoughts or are we just going to end it here? You know, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think so. I I think uh, again, I, my, my justification for choosing this movie was to have this kind of conversation about like, something that we really don't like because again, even if the movie is not a fun uh, thing to sit through, hopefully our conversation was. Or even if it wasn't, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, okay, everybody. Well, we want to thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoy the show, uh, tell your friends about it, um, sit them in a room and lock them in there and make them listen to it until they say they like it. Um, well, don't do that. That that might uh, we might be arrested if you actually did that. Um, I mean, but, we you know, only suggested it. If they carry it out, we're we're not at fault. I don't that. know. I think it, I think there are laws about inciting inciting violence. You know, yeah. and, this movie makes you want to incite violence, <laughs> so it should be illegal. It makes me want to hit a tire with a sledgehammer. Yeah, I'll say that you know? exactly. Um, that's the only part of this movie I think would be fun. Um, <laughs> So yeah, if you if you've enjoyed the show, you know, rate, review, subscribe, all all that good stuff. Uh, most important thing is is tell your friends, um, and 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 we'll see you back here uh, next time, I guess, uh, when we are going to be talking about RoboCop, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I we're think doing so. a we're doing a back to back RoboCop block where we do the 
original and the remake. We're not going to RoboCop 2 or RoboCop 3. That might be for later episodes, although that's going to be a tough conversation if we want to <laughs> go down that road. I, uh, I'm a firm defender of RoboCop 2, not of 3. I do, I do like 2, though, so maybe in the future. The only, the only thing I remember about RoboCop 3 is that he has a jetpack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that'll, that'll, uh, that'll end it here, um, and we'll see you back here next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.